Who's the real captain? Live. We're live. Who is the real captain, man? I, I'm, we're talking about the new Star Trek versus the old. This is shit grown men do in their spare time. Take motherfucking Fletcher. Is that Echo in New Mexico? Yes, my uh, Nuevo shirt. Ah, Nuevo Cerveza. You know, that New Mexico might be the only shape of a state that sort of makes sense. It's fucking square. Basically square. It's like square, but like it looks like on the bottom, some dudes just had some miscommunication. Like, fucking dude, that, you're supposed to be over here. That's Mexico <laughs> had the miscommunication. Oh, the line. They just want that good uh -oh. part. Mexico wanted, like, there must have been like a cool elk hunting spot. Probably. And uh, New Mexico was like, oh, we need, like, uh, we gotta have a sorry about we it. We need this little area, this little block yeah. off in that corner. Mex you know, New Mexico is like one of the premier elk hunting spots in the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, uh, like when I was a kid in Michigan, we would hunt and maybe, but I don't know, when I was like 12 or something, stuff changed because elk used to be not hunted and then they opened up a season on them. So fucking elk, you could like walk up to a herd of a hundred deep and there would be I, I would remember there'd be sentries they would post like young bull elks all around the perimeter and um and really? it was fucking wild dude they were almost tame and then the year after they opened up permits as skittish as white-tailed deer wow. it's really crazy one of the best hunting experiences i had there uh i was in like a pit blind with a bow and there were a bunch of doe at, at a feed pile and then i was in this big rye field and I hear, like, come through the woods, and then another, and these elk met, two bulls, and they started smashing horns, and I, I was fucking blown away. The deer didn't give a shit. They're like, just eating whatever, <laughs> not even our species, we're good. And um, it was awesome, man. It was, it was, I love growing up. The woods are rad, man. I'm, it's so cool that you got into hunting, like, I, that, and you're deep, deep, deep in it. Like, oh, I'm too deep. There's nothing better. I'm than obsessed. That. But it's uh, the elk thing is so strange. They, they're, the noises they make, like when we were uh, hunting in Colorado, when the females see you, they bark. It's awesome. Like they, they let everybody too. know. They it's let like, everybody know. It's so open. There's all that huge tracking. Like you got to be an athlete. New Mexico and 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 Colorado. It's a different kind of hunt. Well, Colorado where we were was in the mountains. So uh -huh. It was all trees and stuff, and it was all about hiding behind trees and bringing them to you. And being on a on a on a run or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. 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 Trying to be near where they are. And since it's the rut, you're trying to make noises. You know, like cow calls, or you're trying to bring them in, or you're trying to sneak up you on them. You put dough piss all over you. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Is that the new shit? Okay. I was uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, uh, it's a TED, TED Talk podcast. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen that video, but there's a video that got around about when they reintroduced wolves to Yellowstone Park. Yep. But... You could, you can't hunt in Yellowstone Park. So the animals in Yellowstone Park are the same way that you were talking about those elk. Yeah. Elk are the same way. Like they somehow or another know that people are not going to hunt them. That's the weird thing about it and how it changed. Like yeah. in one season, I'm like, how are they all symbiotic in this way where they all communicate? Because none of them had been hunted. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden, all the fucking elk knew though. Yeah. It's, it's wild. They, uh, they, I mean, you know what it's like, I think? You know how, uh, is there something wrong? You know what it's like? You know how um, you see birds when they fly and those those right. big. Or schools of fish. Yeah, schools of fish. when they, they all they turn do on that. a dime. The, the flocks just know where everybody's going. Mm -hmm. It's weird. There's some sort of strange communication. There's a telepathy, mm -hmm. I think. And I think that, you, you read that book, The Rise of Superman? 
No, I haven't. Heard it's awesome, though. Awesome. And they talk about, I think the movie was Transformers, that all these dudes in wingsuits went off the, uh, was it the Sears Tower in Chicago? Yeah. And making almost 90-degree banks and stuff. And they're yeah. like, if, and there are four of them, and they're following each other. And if one guy goes, after I see you move, I'm too late. Right. I have to move as you're moving, or right. else I ruin the airflow and all that, and then I hit the building. Oh, Jesus Christ. And so these guys practice in the Alps, and they, and, but they talked about that, that you need to be in that flow state, and that you, can, you start to work with each other in a way that is uh, supernatural. Yeah. Which is crazy, because I, I felt that flow state as a singular person in different events in my life, but like that kind of thing where they're working in tandem with each other and they're all talking to each other and i think like that's the way that that fish move or that's the way like you know what is it that gives a frog the sense to jump off the lily pad right as the hawk is diving before the hawks moved or whatever like what like all those fish it's not like one turns and then the rest follow they all move uniformly yeah the, the the schools of fish and the flocks of birds are so magical when yep. you watch them like dance in the sky those giant flocks of birds like yeah. how are how are they not just slamming heads yeah how how what is going on it's there really so and then that the hawks that birds of prey are so different than that yeah like they're you know no no flocks of that, them that meat is a different kind of thing it does something oh yeah to people yeah or animals <laughs> yeah those those seed eating birds are the yeah. ones that can kind yeah. of do that they're like we really need each other the ones that are meat eaters are like i'm good this the <laughs> same ted talk uh this guy was talking about how uh, humans, it was a, a different guy, it was the same podcast though, was talking about how humans interrupt the natural symphony of nature. And that um, this symphony, there's like, there's a frequency that all these different animals operate at. There's like a frog has a niche in this frequency and a bird has a niche yep. in this frequency. And they were talking about how when frogs, when you have like a whole like swamp filled with frogs, like, bruh, 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 it scares bruh. off predators. Well, it's, it what also does it makes it impossible to locate them because there's so much sound coming from so many different places. It's you can't find them, but they have these low flying jets in this area because this is a place where uh, they practice or pilots practice um, fighter fighter pilots. Right, and so they fly these jets like. 600 meters above the ground, which is pretty low, and they're shish, they're fucking supersonic speeds, they're fucking just going crazy over the swamp. And the disruption of sound is so intense that everything stops for a while. And then slowly these frogs start to resynchronize. So like one will rid it, one will rid it, and then they'll try to find each other and get into that rhythm again. But when that happens, when they're trying to find that rhythm, that's when all the hawks, all the owls, and all the coyotes know exactly when to move in. So they move in then, and they start picking apart all these frogs. They find the frogs and they eat them. It's really interesting. Like they know that there's like a disruption in the in the frequency. And I wonder how the like. So are those predation animals working on a different frequency than the frogs? Then or like they're they're opportunists in this way where they're like, this is a time you know. Yeah, there must be opportunists. I think. I mean, I think the whole idea of what what he, the way he was describing it, the the way the frogs do it, where you know how like you're in the the swamp or something like that and you hear frogs. You don't know where the fuck they are. There's right. so many of them. You're just, or even what it, sometimes what it is. Like, they yeah. sound fucking crazy. Yeah, there's so many of them. And um, so when they have to kind of find <sighs> each other, and because this sound is so intense, when the jet flies over, everybody stops what they're doing. And so they're like, uh, are we doing this? Are we right. doing this? Are we doing this? We do Let's do it. Let's do it. And How then, long does it take them to recalibrate? It wasn't, it wasn't long. It was only a few minutes. It was like, I think... 
I want to say 15 minutes, but I might be, I might be mistaken, but it, well, it was less than an hour. And in that time, these, you know, they're trying to get their shit back together Crazy. again and they just get jacked. That's the thing about, uh, us humans, like being the disruption is mm. that, that even at like what we think of our, uh, I, I read something somewhere, I heard a podcast where they're like, there's a, a kid or somebody that developed a, a, a bacteria or a, some kind of biome that, that will eat plastic and maybe take care of the big island of plastic oh, yeah, that's in yeah, the oceans yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? And I started thinking about that. I'm like, we're fucking idiots. Like, we, we created plastic. Like, mm -hmm. that was our solution then, too. You know what I mean? It's like, we, we put nuclear reactors on the biggest uh, fault line in the world where it's the most active. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's how smart we are. And, like, what do you do when you create a bacteria or something that will eat plastic? What happens when all the plastic's gone? Like, is that like, you know, is that like the introducing, <laughs> oh, we've got a rabbit problem in Australia. Let's get a fox. And then we've yeah. got a fox problem. You know, it's like. Fuck, That's man. Australia. Australia is crazy. Yeah. My buddy Adam lives there. We don't learn there. from anything. No. We're, we're the most adaptable creature, and we're like, let's go ahead and get some... we got a desert. Get the golf courses out here. Let's go ahead and do that. Well, that was what was interesting about this TED podcast, is the same guy who was talking about the wolves, who's done that video about the wolves in Yellowstone. Right. It's really interesting, because he's got, he's got an English accent, <laughs> and he's very enthusiastic about the wolves in Yellowstone, and amazing things have happened. This, this guy's crazy, though. Because he didn't just want to bring wolves back to Yellowstone. Now he's talking about bringing megafauna to England. See, they did these studies where they, they dug deep into the, the ground and they found fossilized remains from you know 10,000 plus years ago of lions and elephants. This crazy fucker is talking about reintroducing lions to England. We need that. But was... <laughs> Was English, what's sure. interesting about this cat is that he admitted that this all this fascination with wolves and everything came out of a midlife crisis. He's like he went into a midlife crisis, and then uh, his his solution I'm was a little to bit get... of a pussy, and now my spirit animal is a wolf. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So this dude got like really super into wolves, Fuck. and super into the idea of so what what he calls rewilding. But the thing is, like he was talking about how megafauna used to live in England and that human predation and uh, all that stuff wiped right. them out. But that hasn't been proven. That's, that, they don't know that for a fact. And it is entirely possible that the climate was just not the best climate for them and then also natural disasters. And then also the absolute fact that 90 plus percent of everything that has ever lived ever is extinct. Right. So this guy's idea of don't reintroducing... Want don't want to kill nothing, don't want to let nothing die. We are the ultimate pussy, yeah. arrogant fuckers that are building golf courses and deserts. It's crazy. Well, the wolf thing is so fascinating. Well, then, okay, so there's both sides of that. Yeah. I've heard both, like, it's awesome that we have wolves again there, mm -hmm. and then I've heard people are like, this is really the decimation of an environment. Like, this changed the environment and the, the topographical uh, makeup of Yellowstone so much that... We were retarding growth in a lot of ways, or, or all like I mean, anytime you reintroduce something, there's an alteration. But like, is it for the good or the bad? Like, well, it's good for some species. It's really good for some birds. It's really good for uh, some a lot of different kinds of plants and trees. It's really good for trees because Yellowstone had such a huge population of deer and elk and bison right. and all these different animals. They were just eating the shit out of all the grass and. 
the trees got thicker and they they grew taller. Like within six years, they they grew much much taller. It's part of the uh, the TED talk this guy gave. And the root system got stronger because the root system got stronger. The path of the rivers changed. was was yeah it changed and it was str it's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. really intense. So it is good for some animal. It's right. not good not for so the good elk for the and for the deer. But. But do, did they take those anyway? Would rangers go out and be like, we need to take 50 deer out this year? Or, like, there's no hunting? I don't think there's any hunting, but they do in certain circumstances in places where there's no hunting. They will bring in people to kill right. the, the population if it gets too and high. And pick what... Yeah. But the, the solution to that is allow hunters to go into Yellowstone. But the problem with that, of course, is that Yellowstone's a national park and people are out there hiking and shit. Right. You don't want yahoos out there That's shooting That's why I think guns. you would just have rangers and you'd be like, this section yeah. is closed and make sure there's no campers, go through it, all that. And yeah. It's hard, though. I mean, you think animal. about how many animals an animal can give birth to and if there's no wolves like and you, you, it's like that's the other thing about hunting one of the things you realize is how much woods there really are how oh, deep the fuck. everyone's talking about the human beings have absolutely taken over big parts of this country right southern california i mean you go around the los angeles area like the wildlife that sure. used to be here has all been pushed out but there's still areas that are insanely wild and yellowstone is one of them yeah. i mean there's a lot I mean, of wilderness out when there. when i fly from here to new mexico it's like fly over new mexico and tell me like there's just no land anymore it's like there's fucking no <laughs> people living anywhere in most of that state like yeah. it's just that it's not something happening and there's a fucking mountain lion that stalked and hunted one of my friends um, in Hollywood, in the Hollywood Hills. She was at a party for like 4th of July or something, parked her car in a little cul-de-sac house that people are gone on vacation, some really rich folks up in the hills. She walks down, and she and two friends, and fucking, and there's a fucking mountain lion that's there. That They're in a cul-de-sac, the mountain lion's here, and it's there's nowhere to go. There's a fence into the fucking crazy story. So anyway, she ends up, Yelling at it, scaring at it, jumping on top of this Audi or some car that was there that was parked there, screaming at it, and um, and then that stopped it stopped it from advancing. But still, the, she, I was like, "What sounds did it make?" And she's like, "Oh, it was like, it was like a beast from a movie. It was crazy, just <sighs> just talking to her." And um, but you would she, think that it would, that if that was the case, it might have been cornered. And it would, but it wasn't. It was cornering them. Yeah, but why would it corner them and just growl at them? I don't like know. A big there, cat would be them, stealthy. No idea. But made itself known. She jumped the fence, tried to break the windows of the house. Whoa. Got a 911 call out. It was sketchy service. Thanks a lot, AT&T. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I switched to Verizon. AT&T, they're just not reliable. <laughs> Mountain lines hunting friends. They're like, you, they, they, when I went to switch it to, they go, they go, well, were you using your phone in a high in a in a high traffic zone like i'm like a high traffic zone i'm like are you telling me you oversold your system and that like i can only call at certain times because you charge me every minute of the fucking day uh, anyway I, <laughs> I digress um and then the phone call dropped it was awesome i was in the verizon store i was like this is the phone call dropped to the at&t guy while you're in the verizon yeah, store and, that's and, adorable and the, the at&t guy goes um, no, my battery went dead. I'm like, motherfucker, you're in, you're the, you're a tech geek. Like, you know, your shit is bunk. You know, in the street, your friends laugh. They're like, oh, you sling that AT&T shit. Like, you know, that's <laughs> like, fuck off. Come on. Just tell me it's funny. You know, it's funny. He's like, no, I don't understand what you mean. So I'm like, I can't even talk. To that's you, baby powder cut go. cocaine. Yeah, son. <laughs> come on. Stop all that. Stop all that shit. Anyway, the line was tagged. 
Oh, and yeah. And so that's why she didn't get charged with like an attempted breaking and entering and all this shit from the security cameras on the people's house. Because they knew where the lion was. Because they're like, yeah, the lion fucking was down. And I'm like, so you got tagged lions mm. that are in high density mm. population, but like right in downtown Hollywood. Yeah, we're like, super, awesome. super arrogant about mountain lions. Oh, In California, man. you can't hunt mountain lions. They're not hunted. Right. So because of that, their population is skyrocketed. In this place that I'm going to, the Tohon Ranch, there's one water hole that they have where they took pictures of 16 different mountain lions. I mean, they have a massive population of animals up there because it's 270,000 acres. Whose ranch is it? It's privately owned. Uh-huh. Privately owned giant ranch, and they it, it's just huge. And there's nothing going on up there other than hunting and some, you know, they I think they, they have a water pipeline goes through it and a bunch of other ways they make money right. off the ranch. But it's not like uh, there's a lot of people there. Right. There's, it's very, very few people go in and it's out crazy. of the ranch. So these fucking cats are the run of the land. And there's elk up there and there's deer up there and there's a lot of pigs up there and they just party. I want to put GoPros on them all. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like a fucking stock, like be badass. Why do I think someone did something like that recently? They put a GoPro on something. Those aren't those park rangers. They're not fulfilling their fucking need. If they're not th dart those things, put GoPros on them and let's watch. Well, how long will the battery last? Though? I don't know, man. They need to get Tesla in there. Figure it out. <laughs> let's go, Elon. Do something for this world. You've got a battery that'll never fucking disintegrate and that we're gonna keep around forever. That's polluting the environment for sure. But you can't get that on a mountain lion. Come on. <laughs> Use it for my entertainment, at least. Serious. <laughs> I think that there's going to be, in the future, there's going to be batteries that just don't run out of juice. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to look back 100 years from now, they're going to laugh at us. Like, piles Dude. of batteries and landfills. And Hopefully shit. we get to the place where <clears throat> we can be laughed at. Hopefully, if we make it, right? I mean, that's the thing, is I think we get just smart enough. I mean, you say it all the time, just smart enough to where we can, we can go ahead and have our own destruction. Yeah because of our progress because we won't stop progress it's like it's that weird thing it's like that thing i think duncan was talking about that elon musk put 10 million dollars towards like yeah this is going to guard us in the future against the rise of the machines type shit well yeah he wanted to stop artificial intelligence well he wants to protect us but or at can't. least analyze artificial intelligence that's the thing is like any prog show me where progress got halted it's like progress it just spurts. It's like a weed. You, know, you my can't hope stop is, us. My hope about progress is they figure out a way to make no residue. Like, that no... No footprint. Well, not... Like, there's no waste. Like, the idea of, like... Like, right now, we create pollution, right? But like, we had that. How did we have that? Did you ever read uh, that goddamn book um, about food... Anyway, and, and it, talk, it, it, it surveyed three different meals, and one was like a fast food meal, another was like an all-organic home-cooked meal, another was a meal that like you made everything, like you made the flour, you harvested the yeast, you did mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, and uh, it was the omnivore's dilemma was the name of mm -hmm. it, and, and like farms used to be like that. Like you'd have some sheep and some pigs and some chickens, and they would shit all over here, and you'd be growing wheat or corn or whatever over here, then they'd move over here, and then you'd move your crops over here. And so you had a continual fertilization and, um, and self-utilized farm. And then we moved all the animals off the farm and put them in feedlots, and then now we just grow one crop over and over again, so we need to have... Yeah, but even if they're doing that, you're still using farm equipment. The farm equipment had to be built somewhere. Sure, the, the, sure. the construction materials, there's residue, there's, there's waste, there's, there's all sorts of pollution that comes out of the machines themselves. 
there, there's uh, some people that are trying to figure out a way how to take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and utilize it, how to take waste, like what all the different waste products that people create with right. all the different things that we do, whether it's making computers or whether it's driving tr buses, or and figure out a way to turn that waste into something profitable or into something useful. It have to be hella profitable. Well, it'd have to be hella useful too, right? Like that's the idea behind this, uh, the plastic island right. in, the, in the ocean. Right, how do you that, utilize that? Yeah, it's not really an island. People, people get mad if you call it an island. Because you can't build a house on it? Exactly. Yeah. You can't sell we real can't estate there. We can't live on there. that, so <laughs> fuck you. It's not that. All right, I figured it made its own environment though. Like, what do we call it? It's a cancer? floating we call shit. It cancer? Floating shit, like the size of Texas. They don't even know how big it is really. It's like, that's disputed I like too. how all the plastic finds each other. Everybody wants community, <laughs> even plastic. You know what I mean? I think that's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's like a love story. Plastic, a love story. Plastic, the love. That should there. be one of those little 15 minute shorts before you watch a kid's movie. You know what, dude? That's what I need to do. <laughs> Fuck all this other shit. I need to get a job with like Chevron or something or the plastic companies, and I'll be the guy that goes out there. I remember when we were filming Two Guns, and I was like in, in Louisiana, and, and that fucking they just fucked up the whole gulf it's like way to go oh, you were there when that happened uh it was right after that and so it was just did you after. smell it no i didn't go down that it wasn't like that right there i wasn't on the shores but like how far away were you we're in new orleans like and how far away is that from the water i don't know not A that bit. far right uh -uh. the river runs out into it and all so that so you didn't smell anything crazy uh -uh. or but i mean no more i mean new orleans smells fucking weird anyway there's a lot of new <laughs> smells to me it smells like it's like i go to, i went to bourbon street and i was like this is just like and they got everybody at Walmart hammered and brought a party bus and dropped them off. And that's what Bourbon Street's like. It's a trip. Bourbon man. Street's awesome. It's fucking crazy. I love it. And then it feels like you walk back all through that quarter and you're like, it's all misty and shit. And you're like, this is like where Jack the Ripper lives. Like it's fucking eerie Ooh. as fuck back there. Like, and there's tranny hookers and fucking all kinds of darkness all through there. It's a trip. There's but a lot anyway, of darkness. BP is doing all this <laughs> shit and they're going, look at what we've done to help. And like they, so they, I, I could be one of those spin doctors for the for the uh, plastic guys. The look, look at, at the we, love and plastic done to help. Is it was awesome. I was like, I really believe these guys. These are great commercials. <laughs> Look what we've done to help. <laughs> Even though we've dumped millions of gallons like of oil. Halliburton. They could be like, Look at all these dead Iraqis. And they'd be like, Look at what we've done to help. And then they could show them Baghdad like five years ago and Baghdad now. And it's a little different. It's like, <laughs> it used to be like New York City. Now it's caves. <laughs> well, what we're Maybe trying to do is we start from scratch and then do it right this time. <laughs> go, back, go back to the cave people and do it right. You know, that is uh, one of the arguments that historians use. Like, it's in the, the beginning of uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History series yeah, yeah. on the Mongols. Did you listen to that? Uh-huh. You know how he's talking about Hitler? Yeah. In the beginning of the thing, he was talking about how the way people talk about Genghis Khan today, they say that he opened up the trade routes with China and all the things. All the, they try to put a positive spin on what he did. But the reason why they could do that is because it was a thousand years ago. Right. But if they try to do that about Hitler, it's too soon. He's like, right. it's it's an interesting thing that people funny, do when it comes to history. Funny. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag too soon. Hitler. <laughs> hashtag too soon. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah every revolution starts with a fight yeah i learned that today on the ufc uh promo for ronda and holly <laughs> you know they, have you seen the the thing that they've well yeah, actually i can't talk about it. i don't think it's i cried yet. i cried when i saw it it was so good it was it, they, they're Which doing one? great fucking promo work for that 
for Holly and Rhonda's fight. Oh, the one with and the... it shows them as little girls oh, coming up. Oh, you did up. see that one. And, and did ho- you cry? Oh, dude. When, you know what brought it on is when... Holly has a little girl that's sitting in church, and all the and the people are looking at her. Cause she's and, got a black and, eye. And fucking, and it looks up, and she's got a black eye, and she kind of gives that smile. And I'm like, and what made me cry is like the pride of a black eye, like that people don't have. You know, like there's 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 not a lot of people that would know what that is. Like to be proud, like she worked for that black eye. You know what I mean? It's well, like, people would look at a girl with a black eye and think that she got beat by her man. Could be. That's what a lot of people think. I don't think that way. I don't see color, Joe. <laughs> that's not a color thing, dude. <laughs> I think that's a male-female. It's a gender could thing. Be. Could be. I'm just not that aggressive. <laughs> it is a funny Why thing, Why you laugh, Jamie? <laughs> it is a funny thing, man. If you if you train a lot and you have a black eye, it's kind of a badge of courage. Hell yeah. You know? It's like cauliflower ear. Somebody asked me what the <clears throat> fuck was wrong with my ear. I'm like, what's yeah. wrong with yours, punk? It's <laughs> a man shit, son. When I, uh, uh, when I, one time I had a, like a serious black, I actually had two black eyes and I was, uh, on fear factor and I was like, look, just, just let me do the show with black eyes. Who gives a right, shit? Right. They brought in, cause I didn't wear makeup on fear factor, but during that I did, Ugh. they brought in a makeup artist, a spray person. They so sprayed crazy under back my then, though, how people don't want to be authentic. They're like, we can't have this be real. We need to have it look a certain way, the way we think of him to look. It's like, how about you just, I look like me. It'd be, yeah. that's, it's great. It's like all that shit about the camera puts on 10 pounds or whatever. Motherfucker, it makes you look exactly like you are. <laughs> you're not happy with that. Don't be so fat. I don't I, know I've what to tell never you. understood that camera puts so on 10 weird. pounds thing. I look in the mirror. I look at myself on camera. Right. It's exactly the Real same. Real similar. It's the same. <laughs> How does a camera put on 10 pounds? What it, where is that coming from? So good. Is that like the old cameras? Maybe so. Maybe like them old. With some kind of flex lens. Maybe. Like a circus lens. Maybe it was like before they had HD. It's fucking funny, man. You know, when I was on news radio. I think it's just people are pussies and they'll make any excuse to not have it be real. Like, it's not true. my fault. I don't, I don't need to be accountable for that. It's well, the camera. I'm in really good shape. Yeah. It's just this. <laughs> I watched what I ate one time makes in 82. have a gut. When I was on news radio, it was uh, right when they were introducing HD cameras. And I'll tell you, man, actresses were shit in their pants. Really? It was crazy. Yeah, they were taught like they'd have conversations in the makeup room like we're gonna need a lot more of this once the HD cameras come Holy but they were all fuck. scared because you can have a girl that Those makeup people like to be scared anyway they like to create a drama. It wasn't the makeup people it was the actresses, it was the actresses. Yeah, but, but they were um, well, those are of sound mind sound mind <laughs> well, all stable women. well, they they knew that they looked yeah. better on yeah, TV yeah, yeah. than they did in real life. You look at David Caruso and oh Jesus, when he, that or, poor or in real life, it's like holy fuck. In real life, he looks like a zombie, dude. He, and one hundred and six, yeah, at least one hundred six. Yeah. one hundred six with like Some a good real, diet, real crip keeper shit. Yeah, yeah, he swings kettlebells. Does he? <laughs> no, that guy's like, is he a smoker? Is that what he going looks on? like? He must be, but he's also redheaded. Those you know, redheads. He's got that Bill Burr shit. But Bill Burr looks great. He looks really good. He looks healthy as fuck. He's got the funniest thing too about faceless. Like he's Does like he? he's like I'd rather look like he's like <laughs> he's like I'd rather look like a forty year old guy than a twenty nine year old lizard. He's like <laughs> clearly they don't have that shit worked out. What are you doing pulling your face straight like that? That is weird. He's man. awesome. There's this lady at my daughter's gymnastics class. Who's got monster face? I call it monster face. When those poor ladies, they do their lips and then they they shoot rubber into their face to fucking fill it up and then they pull that bitch back and then she's monster face. Like you look at her, you go, oh, Jesus. Like you can't, like, but meanwhile, she's right next to a 70 year old lady who looks fine. You know, you look at her, you go, hello, how you doing? Like you don't get weirded out at all. You're just looking at an older woman. That ageism is a weird thing and that you 
the self-talk that happens around it that yeah. people do is like it's a fucking trip like what people run from in that way it is well it just feels like this, but then they don't do the, the shit that would really do it it's like don't you want to move well all the time don't you want to fucking like be able-bodied right. and all no 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 but i could get some surgery to do something like fuck. well they just want to look good right like there's some people that look good until their face moves like they can convince themselves they look good right. because they're like looking in the mirror and then everything looks okay as long as they stay still. Yeah. But once they start talking, you go, hey, your fucking cheeks aren't moving, man. Right. Like one time we were in the uh, green no room. facial expression. <clears throat> we were in the green room of the improv in Brea. And this, um, remember when Joan Rivers and her daughter had like a reality yep. show? And I was high as and fuck. And you're wondering, who do I want to fuck more, Joan no, no, or her daughter? No, no, no. Oh. And that, that's how <laughs> n neither one of those were an option. Um, but I was looking, we were really, really high. It was me and Diaz, and you know how that goes. Yeah. So we're, we're in, the, in the green room, and we're looking up at the screen, and, and I, I couldn't, I, I was freaked out. I mean, just like nervous and terrified at Joan Rivers' face, because her face was like a rubber kabuki mask. It's absolutely as if when you're looking and you're like, it looks like somebody's about to explode. It looks like there's an impending something happening, and you're not sure what, but it's like it's so fucking not right. It, I don't... Well, it just looked frozen it looked like frozen and rubber and weird and she died getting operated on right it wasn't plastic right? surgery though i don't think it was plastic surgery isn't that how kanye's mom died too i think so. yes i think she died from plastic An surgery. anesthesia going yeah. going under for yeah yeah that's that going uh, under is no bullshit it's weird that we live in such an advanced society but they're like just putting people to sleep we might kill them don't know it's so rare though it's you have to be a poor health to go on i've gone under a bunch of times for surgeries I mean, I've had both my knees done, one knee twice, my nose done. I've had a lot of shit fixed, and they they just put you under in their front. Like you never hear of a fighter dying no. when they go under. It's usually older people or I've people that are in poor times, health. Maybe. What have you had done? My knee, my shoulder, three times. Damn, um, you had your shoulder done three times. Yeah, I was an overachiever. <laughs> I, uh, they did a art. They scoped it first, and then I ripped that one out. And then they did another one where it was a real aggressive thing. They changed my anatomy around in that shoulder. What? And then, like, what does that mean? They like your bicep head goes in, and they cut off the bone where it goes in on one of them, and they moved it and screwed it in underneath to be Ooh. like a physical block, so it wouldn't dislocate. Yeah. Which then you fast forward. 15 years later and I was having a lot of AC joint hurt like trouble and, and they're, they're just rubbing together mm -hmm. and so this other doctor he goes in and he's gonna clean that up and he says it'll be great awesome he looks at my x-rays he goes oh my god who did this to you and I go it's not very encouraging what do you mean <laughs> fuck he goes just nobody ethically would change your anatomy like that like that's and I was like it was a cutting edge shit at Michigan State University fucking 15 years ago like I don't know Wow. So anyway, but it's been solid since then. It's, it's, that's my good shoulder. So did that guy do it again? Uh, that guy just cleaned up my AC joint. That was the oh. fourth surgery. So when they clean it up, like what do they do? Like I know I, my friend Melissa from the I UFC, really she just know. had her shoulder done. She has. Uh, I think they shave it. They yeah. put some kind of fake synovial fluid maybe back in it. They try to really? influence uh, cartilage growth perhaps. Well, hers was bone growth. Like when you have like any sort of an issue, like a lot of arthritis right. and rubbing, like uh, you see that a lot, a lot of time in uh, spinal stenosis around the spinal columns, you'll see growth like on the edges of the uh, the spine of the discs. Yeah, they well not on the discs itself, but on the the hard pieces, huh. the spine. <clears throat> you know, the disc is the yep. stuff in between the spine. Yep. And the um, 
What do they call those things? What's the spine bone? What's a bone? I think we did the, spine bone. Spine bone. Yeah, I know just what <laughs> well, you're talking about. Disc is the your backbone. The disc is in between that. There's yeah. a semi-permeable like pumice crete type yeah, deal. Yeah, that's the mushy stuff. Yeah, and that's the stuff that cushions everything. Right, and the uh, bone like a shock around absorber. it Vertebrae. when it's vertebrae. Thank you. God Jamie. damn Thank it! You very, very, very much, Jamie. I knew there was a word. How do I not remember that? Seems <clears> like that's in my lexicon, but I couldn't. Yeah. I've had a rough it. day. I've been running around, but the um, the edges. As you your discs get smaller, if they if you're losing disc degeneration, right. and by the way, a lot of doctors will start to tell people that it's disc gener degeneration disease, and they'll let you know that oh, it's a disease, you don't have to worry about it. Right. It's use, it's right. use, it's not a disease for the most part. It's most of the time when they say that, what it is is you've been abusing your body. Because I've talked to a bunch of fighters. And they'll say, well, it's disgeneration, dis dis degeneration disease. I'm like, right. oh, well, it has nothing to do with you fucking headbutting dudes 100 miles an hour, right. like shooting for doubles right. and running into people's hips. Getting suplexed over and over again or getting yeah. tossed or whatever. This isn't this isn't a disease. We're This isn't right. herpes. Concussion. Yeah. This is you're, you're beating the fuck out of your yep. body, man. But um, the edges, they, they gr develop like bone spurs. Hmm. Like the bone tries to grow and almost like your bone is trying to fill in the area where it knows the, the spinal disc isn't yeah. there anymore. It's weird how your body fights for homeostasis no matter what, like going into that. That's like they said my shoulder, <clears throat> there's no scar tissue in this one. That that's probably what keeps it from getting dislocated. The, the scar tissue keeps it in place. Yeah. Wow. I got to get on that. On that uh, uh, stem cell shit. Dude, stem cell shit is the best. Vegas, you still got to give me that guy's info. Oh, yeah, well, that's uh, Dr. Davidson from the UFC is the one who uh, <clears throat> connected me with the people. But, dude, they've, they've done a bunch of people now. A bunch of yeah. UFC people have staggering results. Yeah, you were saying Roy Nelson did his knee or uh, Cormier. Was? Daniel Cormier did his knee. Stem cells. If what I were those guys what? at AKA, I would just do every joint. Uh, just even if there's no problem, I'd be like, if you were the coach, you'd be like, just get in there and just do it. Well, that's what Ludwig did. Preemptively, Ludwig, yep, preemptively got both his shoulders done. I think he did his hips too. Dude, I can't imagine the fuck. He's such a savage, and the whole nits for somebody like that, mm -hmm. like him, like Winklejohn should do that too. Mm -hmm. Like you beat the fuck out of yourself, Brandon Gibson, all those guys. You professional mitt holder. You need to yeah. do that. That's worse than fighting. Yeah. Yeah, for, well, your, for your shoulder joint health, that's horrible. Especially for you. if you're holding mitts for some fucking for gorilla. fucking John Jones. Yeah, come on. Well, John Jones hits hard, but like, imagine like, like, like Travis Kane Brown Velasquez or Travis Brown. Yeah, Alistair Overeem. Yeah, especially Alistair when he was on the sauce. I don't know if that's true or not. I believe it's true. I, I think it was proven. Tests. I, I believe it was proven. I don't know what you're saying. All <laughs> oh, that shit is so dumb. That drug shit, fucking stupid. You know, when I was in high school, I had to write a paper, and the paper that I wrote was that you should legalize every drug. <laughs> and and I, I was all that sounds I, I was, like the kind of thing a fourteen-year-old right? I was, all, I was all hyped up on 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 NWA and gangster rap, and I was like, <laughs> "How in the fuck did Easy E get a Uzi? Like <clears throat> he doesn't look like anybody that should have a Uzi." That's oh, true. It's because he can sell, and the black market is the only thing that makes crime. I'm like, why do we have a black, if they want to, but that's the thing is like, and not everybody's all fucking excited about marijuana being, you're all twats. Everybody's a fucking pussy. You're out there like, oh, look at we can smoke a joint on CNN. Well, guess what? You still got fucking 
500,000 guys that are locked up. You should be protesting that every fucking day if pot's really actually legal. Like, in those states, they should just be letting dudes out by the fucking dozens every minute. That is true. Can you it's, imagine if you were in Colorado and you're in jail I'd for selling so, weed? I'd be like, what in the fuck? <laughs> what in the fuck? And then how many of those guys are in there, and then they fucking catch a real case in there because now you've got a fight or you're in a right. riot. Fuck. That's, yeah. It's horrible. That does happen. That does happen. All that shit should be legal. The only thing that and and people are like, well, they if they would just tax it, everybody's like, if they just tax it, the government. But that's on the idea that the government gives a fuck. The government. It, I mean, it makes more money. It's not like if I can tax you who wants to buy weed. I want to. How, how do I tax everybody? I make them all scared, and then I imprison guys for this illegality, and then I can get the public dollars because. Look at isn't it scary that we got these black and Mexican guys that are selling dope and we need to put them somewhere. Well, that's a business. That's a huge <clears throat> business, the whole business, and that's why. I'm, well, that's like, a business though. There's another business. The other business is legal marijuana, mm -hmm. where you make more money from tax dollars from legal marijuana in Colorado. Yes, they do. And this year in Colorado, they made more money from tax dollars from marijuana than they did from alcohol for the first time ever. Okay, but what because I would they love tax to see, it very high. What I want to see then is those numbers. <clears throat> versus all the public and federal money that comes from taxpayers that goes into law enforcement, whether it's at sheriff, drug enforcement levels, DEA levels, FBI, le like all the different funding, which is fucking huge, and all the prison shit. Like where's all the, so all the public tax dollars, show me that the taxing on pot is more than that, and I would agree. But well, I it's not it's, more than that I now. I bet it's dwarfed. I bet you're that. right. I bet you're right. Well, especially, well, drug enforcement is weird because you, you you're looking at a blanket you know you're looking at pills you're looking at heroin coke the marijuana drug legal, enforcement legal, legal make it all yeah. legal. make well make it all legal and at least you're gonna get taxes from stuff that's already being sold anyway and then you can use that money for education use that money right. for treatment but the people that are in law enforcement the problem with the, the law enforcement when it comes to drugs is like they're fucking lobbying to keep shit illegal yeah they, they don't want it. it they don't want it legal <clears throat> they don't and why would you and then when you've got I, I believe it's the biggest union in the maybe in the world but in the country as the correctional uh, prison guards yeah so you got prison well, I don't know guards. if it's the biggest but they they lobby they're one of the biggest Huge. contributors for drug legals yep. or Ill, keeping drugs illegal yep. They lobby hard to make sure that drugs stay illegal yep. because it keeps them in jobs. But you know what, man? You just got to figure out alternatives for those people. Do you think people that are prison guards want to be fucking prison guards? If you could find some sort of a, a positive bet, job. If you could, but I bet a lot of those guys are like, I'm in power over some fucking bad motherfuckers, and they like that. Ugh. They, their just consciousness is fucked up ugh. because they're like, well, because yeah. you, if you got that job, you're a prisoner. Yeah. I mean, you are a prisoner all day. You know what I mean, you've I just mean, chosen to be a prisoner and you think you're free. You're, you're fucked. You're a head guy. You just don't know. And so it's a guy that's kind of got that kind of consciousness to where he doesn't even know he's fucked. Can you imagine the fucking feeling that you must get? Like they shut those gates behind uh, you and you're working with all those people that are in there for a life and you got to go home at night mm -mm. and then you're going to go home at night and you can quit and leave anytime you want. But right. your work environment is filled with all these people that are just doomed. They're doomed. And, and occasionally they arrive. Yeah. I don't. Mm. I watched that Freeway Rick Ross uh, documentary last week, and I thought, man, that is crazy. Like, you're like, you know, like, more money than anything. Like, you could, you, anything, you're living a life that, like, is, is, like, 
if Bill Gates had an exciting life, like type, like whatever you wanted to do, any any vacations, any anything, and then you go into nothing, a prison, yeah. and then you come out and he's just like printing T-shirts or whatever he's trying to do and trying to stay straight. He's just trying to hustle. Fuck. Yeah, he does like speeches and does a bunch of different shit, but he's just trying to hustle and stay straight. Yeah. It's it's hard, man. It's also crazy because he went in and he was making all that money, millions and millions of dollars, and he couldn't read. Millions a day. Yeah, millions a day. Couldn't read. Yeah. And then figured out how to read, then figured out how to fucking read law books, and then figured out that his case was bullshit, yep. and then got it overturned. Because he was, the in the, crazy he was under the three strikes law, yeah. but they tried to try him Said for- Said it was an ongoing yeah. criminal enterprise, not a, not a uh, or whatever, it's like it was one robbing spree. That it, that it wasn't secular events is how he did it. Like so, they were saying, "Oh, Ohio's a separate thing," and he's like, "No, because I was on a continuous criminal spree. Like my whole life was a continuous criminal spree." Well, the three strike thing—they tried to—they tried him for two things at the same time. Uh huh. And it's not how it works. You're supposed to go away, and then they right. catch you again, and you go away, and then they catch you again. That three strikes. But they tried to do it for him with more than one different thing tagged onto one arrest right and that's not how it works oh and then they planted a they bunch just, of shit on they him they just wanted to put him in jail to win that's, that's the thing it's weird that they let him out it's <laughs> weird that that worked like that's well a, it worked because he was right yeah but the the problem i th i've been, oh, been talking about this a lot i think the problem with law enforcement in general like one of the big problems is that people want to win when sure. people get in the game, sure. they get a, whether it's jujitsu or it's fucking ping pong, you want to win. Or like What's, the drug testers, yeah. like they're not looking, they're not wanting you to have. I mean, that's not true. Some guys probably are, but they're not looking for you to have a free test. They're like, I want to catch this dirty guy, and they yeah. see all the guys as dirty. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, but I mean that's the hustle, right? That's the, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to catch people cheating, so they oh, right. look at this motherfucker. Like every day, you're playing a game, and the game is catch the guy with the rubber dick. Do you think they should? Oh, the Fake piss. God, the yeah, Wizenator. I got excited for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeff Monson made that famous. Did he? Yeah, he, he was, got he was, one, one he was the first guy that I know <laughs> that I'd heard about a Wizenator with. Well, but those guys are fucking, I think all that shit should be legal too. Like when they do gene splicing or whatever the fuck is next that they're going to do, like they're going to have myostatin inhibitors and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You're going to have a thing if all these fucking useless fucking nerds that are regulating this shit are like, we want to have clean athletes. Whatever. Okay. So you're going to have a crowd of fucking people at the MGM that are all in way better shape and condition than the actual fucking fighters that are competing. Well, that when, is for sure what when the that future does is. Happen, when that does happen, we're going to have to have a totally new conversation because I think right now what's going on is they're just trying to prevent the first drips of water that are coming out of that dam. And they're putting their fingers in it's, it. It's like stopping the, you know, <clears throat> stopping the rise of the machines. Elon Musk, mm. you're not gonna do it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. What are you gonna do when the rise of the, New Mexico? I just roll, baby. You gonna go to? <laughs> I just roll. I'm rolling with you. I don't know. I'll ride it out. You how know do what we I mean? do this? I'll survive. Well, tell me how we do this. I Let's freestyle. plan this out. I don't know. I can't Let's plan. Get a ranch. I can't plan. Let's get a ranch. We've been talking about that for a decade. Let's do it. All right. Come on, man. We All both right. have Where? money. What state? You're, you're making some bank Let's now. I see you money, in the movies. Every time I fucking watch an action movie, I see you get shot. I'm in Sicario right now. Are you in that one? Yelling, I heard yelling that's in dope. Spanish at motherfuckers. Really? Yeah. I heard that movie's dope. They're like, can anybody speak Spanish? I'm like, right here, bitch. I, well, I looked around. There's four of us, and, and I looked around, and there's fucking a bunch of Chicano dudes and me. And I was like, well, if one of these guys for sure, and none of them raised their hand. I'm like, boom. And then I got on my text to fucking uh, uh, the guy that coaches jiu-jitsu for us at 10th Planet in Santa Fe, and I'm like, hey, Ruben. 
How how do I say? <laughs> <laughs> Get him one of and those so fucking through, through text. I I uh, yeah through text through text. He fucking he, I'm like you dude. You got to write it out phonetically. I don't need to know the real. Fu- <laughs> this has got to sound right. You just got to get one of those Rosetta Stones. And then stones. I just practiced over and over. It was in the moment. It was like going to film 20 minutes later. Oh, shit. It was shit. like right then. They're like, hey, oh, can we want to add this scene in. It was awesome. Oh, shit. It's a little known secret. Wow. Don't tell anybody. Too late. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, dude. I, you know, I just make shit happen. You know what I, I mean? Like, you, that's dude. why I say I just freestyle that shit. Like, yeah. what, however it's going to work. It's like, it's like the whole movie thing and going... How did this happen? I'm like, fuck, I, I, like, I don't know. And like, I'd try to ask you, I'm like, do I need an agent? And you're like, fuck, I don't know. And you know, one of the best things that I heard about it is uh, fucking Pauly Shore. And he goes, he was at the- Pauly Shore gave the, you advice? No, he was giving advice to like three other little actors, like Benji and a couple people that were comics at the, at the store. And he goes, uh, you know, the truth is, is nobody knows how to do it. And I, and I just took that and I go, okay, fuck everybody. Everybody that tells you how to do it, they've never done it. All those people are coaching acting or they're doing mm. whatever. And I'm like, I'm just going to run with this and fucking do it. And I'll show up and I see the guys that are there. And I go, I'm like, well, I don't know that I'm great, but I know I'm better than that guy. And uh, Well, you also have an unusual look. I do. You know? I do. I've been told that a lot. And now it's paying <laughs> off. But, you know, you're a big, giant dude. You got a crazy beard. Yeah. You know, you know how to fight. Handsome. Like, you have all these skills. Handsome as fuck. Thank Intelligent. You. Thank speak you. well. Green-eyed devil. You, you look know? great. You got a lot going on. Well, so, you know, all that came, and then I just got, I just kept, you know, I always used to live, like, thinking another shoe's about to drop, right? Like, mm-hmm. for a long time, and I thought, it's just, just not going to end, end up good. And because, and like, I didn't correlate that my actions were getting my results in a lot of ways, you know? And, uh... And I think, you know, a big part of that is just being accountable for your life. Like a, a guy told me, he says, you know why you're all fucked up? And I go, why? And he's like, because you think you're a good guy because you base yourself on your intentions and the whole world is reacting to your actions. Ooh. And I was like, well, don't they know that I'm th- I intended? And then I'm like, <laughs> none of that. Sh-. You know, if you step on a dude's shoes and you didn't, you didn't mean to, his shoes are still fucking dirty. Right, and right. Uh, and so, like, just bringing all that shit into my everyday. And I think the whole thing more and more that I think about is heightening awareness. And the more you are aware, the less dumb you are. And the less dumb you are, the better off you do. That's a really good. But you point. can train yourself to be more aware. You know. Yes, you can. And it happens all the time. And you don't just get it, but you get layers of it, you know? Yeah, layers is the, the whole, that's a great way of putting it. The whole way you just said it is a great way of putting it. The, the, I think a lot of people think that they're a good person. Right. But they'll do douchey shit or they sure. try to get away with something because they're hustling, they're broke, and, you know, Dude, they're maybe fuck someone over. Mm-hmm. It's that constant self reflection. And people are like, well, how are you successful or whatever? And I'm like, Cause I'm a loser, you know, like I remember, I remember talking with you and you're like, I always felt like a loser too. Like when we would go on the road and shit and you're like, you know, cause I'm living a life that's different than other people are living. I, I'm not a nine to five guy or, or whatever the thing yeah. is, you know? And so you're living this life that's out of the norm and it's like, and thank God you get to be an uncommon man in that way. The other way would have killed me and, yeah. and you yeah. and Eddie and mm-hmm. Ari and yeah, you know what I mean? And Duncan, Duncan. And, you, and you look at all of that and I go, that's no fucking mistake that we're all doing well, happy, positive. Ha- and I go, man, I, I owe everything just to the people that I've chosen to have around me. That's and the a huge, people that I've been graced about in my life. Huge, huge part of your life. Huge, huge part of your life. man. And you also, you get power when your friends are doing well. Like when I see you in movies, I get power. Yeah. You know, when I see you in yeah. John Wick, I got, yeah. I got power from that. Yeah. I was like, ooh. We all, it's like an encourage. it's like 
how do you stay inspired? You stay around inspirational people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that, and that's the thing for me. And so like, whether it's the gym I work out at or, or, uh, you know, what I'm putting in my body or anything like mm-hmm. who, who I'm living, like all that shit matters, man, where I'm living. I used to live in Hancock park and then I moved to Venice and I'm like, all my people are in Venice and I, I want to be near the ocean and like fucking, that's a different vibe down there. It's a different vibe. It's and very crowded, but it's a great vibe. It's so nice, man. It's like more relaxing. It's like being in New Mexico for me. So I'll I, jam I like next to each other though. I don't like the the crowdedness of like I, that's why i could never look at look at like new york I, i'm only at like deuce gym the place where i work out at and train a lot is like i know where that is outdoors mm-hmm. right across that's from a Whole great Foods. spot i'm just there posted up we do podcasts there fuck around like it's rad it's fucking nice and then everything's walking distance is that and, your friend's gym do you yeah, know people? yeah 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 and so you live up near there yeah, just like I don't know. That's a, five it's minutes a away. nice area. There's a lot of good restaurants. There's a lot of great <sighs> Huge, stuff. Huge man. If you had a place to park your car, <laughs> you know like what? Though parking's better than Hollywood. It beats the true. shit out of parking in Hollywood. That's true. You but know? Hollywood is so ridiculous. And it's you awful. can walk. Like my favorite restaurants are like Clutch mm-hmm. on Lincoln and then Oscars down on Rose. Yeah. And those are just both five minutes from anywhere. Like it's easy. Or or there's a great. Uh, Italian restaurant in Washington too that is mm-hmm. like there's a lot of good places down there like you said yeah. and uh and there's always valet you know fuck there's always valet if you're you know, I hate valet if you're fucking yeah you just gotta drive the right car you yeah. can't drive your car I have a pickup <laughs> truck I'm a goddamn American over here. I don't have Joe Rogan money yet I didn't have my you know what the who does this is it too man okay my pal like I've got so after Breaking Bad, I did I, I got some money off of that and I was and then at that same time a friend of mine from New Mexico, this guy Rico Taylor, he he calls and he goes, Hey dude, I'm I'm uh and he was best friends with my friend Marcos who started Nuevo with me. And so Nuevo like so like everybody I fuck with is all people that I love and that I've been tied into for a long time and everybody's doing good. It's rad. But he just picked up a Lambo. Cause he's like, and he, and he goes, he goes, Hey, is it realistic that I get, uh, I put 60 down on it and I'll pay, I don't know if it's four grand a month or something. And, um, you know, does that sound reasonable to you? And I'm like, fuck no, it doesn't sound, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. $4,000 no, is an apartment. I'm like, that, like my house isn't like, what the fuck? That's a mortgage. That's an apartment in New York city. But that's I go, awesome. you're 33 years old. And you can fucking do that and be f- fuck yes, yeah. do that. Live an unreasonable life. Do that thing. Yeah. And so we, we when I when I got that money, what what happened with that was it seeded these bars, Concrete Cowboy. Mm-hmm. And so we got one in Austin, we got one in Houston. In five weeks, we'll open. We got one in Dallas, and it's paid back like six times what we invested. But I gave that money, going, I don't have any more money in the world, and fuck it, I've been broke before. Here's my money. And fucking, I knew that Rico would take care of it. I knew he'd be a good steward of it. And if it didn't work, it didn't work, and whatever. And like that being free about it and like it did a couple things like it made me go the money is not you it doesn't matter like that's a replaceable commodity that's nothing and and also it's like I've been rolling the dice my whole life so let's roll the dice and then we fucking just started taking off with that and then three years later motherfuckers driving a Lamborghini <laughs> fucking rad dude it's rad well, Lamborghinis are shit boxes though tell them those dude, things I are gonna rode, break I down I rode that thing well he, you know what he says what? he's like you just you just roll it for two years and then you can sell it back you can make money on it and then you, and then I said then what he says well then you're just in the flip then you got a Lamborghini every year you get a new one every don't, you tell like, him to... I don't want to do that I, like what I want to do is I want to get one of those Icon 4x4s if dude. I'm going to spend $200,000 it's yeah. not even that I had this 65 Riviera that I want to do yeah 
But I, I called that dude before he was on your show. Jonathan and like, Ward? Yeah, and I go, or I emailed him, and then he called me back. I go, hey, rad. I'm like, this guy's calling me. And and uh, he must have thought I had some Jay Leno money or something. He's like, oh, yeah, I used to work with guys in your field or whatever. I'm like, what's my, I'm like, what, what is my field? Like, I don't even really know. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, an actor. And I go, oh, okay, cool. And uh, and he's like, yeah, to redo your Rivi, it'd be like, you know, around 400. I'm <laughs> I'm like you're talking the wrong fucking 400, guy. $400,000 to like, redo that your is Riviera. Crazy. What did he want to do to it? I don't know, ground up like, you know, the whole digitized and and redo the whole undercarriage <clears throat> and the whole brake system and the steering, you know. $400,000. I don't know. Because those anyway, Broncos. If you guys can come in under 400, uh how at your boy <laughs> Tate Fletcher on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> because those uh Broncos are too he does yeah. those bronc and they're yeah, yeah, yeah. to the done to the tits. Yeah. They're he's two. got those though, and then he's got like, the, you know, the reformers, and then mm -hmm. it, so he's they're they're different price points. And I think if you bring your own, you know, box of hazards to him, he probably thinks about it a different mm -hmm. way. Who knows? Well, he does a bunch of different kinds of cars, but one of the coolest ones he does is those old Toyota Land Cruisers. Yeah, he takes like those uh, FJ sixty twos. Like yep. they, they don't even look that cool. They look, yep. and then he puts a Corvette engine in them. He puts a modern yeah. LS Corvette engine in them and fucking completely redoes the suspension. Too, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that one, that mm -hmm. white one? Yeah. I like that with all that billeted fucking steel. That one's stupid expensive. Dude. That one's like rad. way, way into the twos. Yeah. Like high twos. There's a used one I saw on YouTube or on eBay or somewhere. Oh, yeah. It was like 140 they were asking for. One of his? For really? Yeah. Wow. That's a bargain. But a diesel fucking. Diesel. Awesome. A diesel power wagon? Really? Yeah. See, he does amazing stuff. That guy is a real. He's a real engineer. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and astute eye. Well, you go to. I'll take you to his place if you want to go and check it out. I called him. I was like, when are you there? He's like, oh, next week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's go up Come together. with me. I'll go with you. Okay. Because he's doing a blazer now. A K5 blazer. Those, those old sick, Chevy man. blazers. I love those. If he's going to do it, it's going to be insane. Fuck he's yeah. going to do an icon version of the blazer. So he's going to so completely awesome. update the suspension and all the components. But yeah, man, the, his. his Employ or his uh, customers are just rich as fuck. I mean, yeah. that, those are the kind of people. Well, it is the does. Jay Lunas of the world and all that. And yeah. I mean, I, I heard him on your show and he was like, yeah, Dana wanted one, but he didn't want to wait or whatever. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, it takes over you know. a year. I mean, he has full time employees working on your car for over a year. Yeah. I mean, that's why it costs $200,000. But when you go there, you get it. Like when I went to his, yeah. his shop, I'm like, oh, I get it. He's like, yeah, you could cut a lot of corners here right. there and have right. it look the same and cost $100,000. But this fucking guy is doing everything. Like, yep. what is the best bolt and that I can get? What's the best brakes? He's standing by his mm -hmm. stuff. For, it's not like Forever. you're driving off the thing at West Coast Customs or something like that right. or wherever it is. And it's like, yeah, see, and if you got a problem, come on back and we'll yeah. try. Like, that's a dude that is like. He cares about every piece that comes through. Oh, oh no. He Not only does he just care, that guy, if he doesn't care, he won't build it. Right. He won't build it. Yeah. Like, if, he, if he's not excited thing. about it. When yeah. he said no to Dana, it's yeah. like, how are you just saying no? Like, being like, that's not that's outside of my Well, if Dana wants one of those of Broncos, all he has to do is wait around and say, contact me whenever you got one for sale. Well, like, and the other Bronco thing, number one just went up for sale. He could throw throw money in an account and go, here, I'll prepay for it. Just holler in a year yeah. when it's done yeah. or whatever. Well, Dana's You're still going to want it in a year. Impatient. You're still going to want it. Yeah. Next year, you'll yeah. be like, can I get one now? Well, you could have if you would have given me money last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. But now it's another year. Yeah. Well, it's more now. I think he's in a 2018. That's the thing about the getting, Broncos. getting better at anything. It's like, you're always, you're, there's going to come a day when you want to get better. Mm -hmm. Fucking do it now. Like, that was one of the best, like, one of the, uh, so many 
coaching, like sports has given me so much, but, um, Mike Vendarsdale one time, he would do like guided meditation sometimes after practice. And so there's fucking 40 sweaty guys laying on the mats. He'd turn the lights off in the gym at Jackson's and, uh, and he'd go, Hey, I know you guys, we did a lot of technical wrestling today and you think, Hey, I'm young. There's a lot of time. And I'll, I'll be able to get this. I'll put this together. I'll piece it together. I got a little better today. He says, I just want you to consider that there's a guy that's demanding to be better right now. There's a guy that knows he needs to get it today. And you're going to have to fight that guy. So he's like, fucking turn your fucking learning curve up. And like, he would really speak into that kind of a voice of going, it's not just, it, it's not just, ooh, when it happens, it happens. It's like demand that you get better now. And yeah. uh, that's a powerful way to look at stuff. I think that's some, some wrestling mentality, man. Those wrestlers are fucking, that's a different breed of guy. They're like, I need to do this now. Well, you, I think you have that with boxers. You have that with kickboxers. You have that with anybody who is just fanatical about improvement. You have yeah. to have that insane, insane, just the drive and to belief. perfection and belief. Yeah. But you got to be obsessed, man. If you're not obsessed, you're not going to beat the guy who's obsessed. No. I remember when I saw fucking John Jones when he first came down. The first time I'd ever seen him was when I never knew anything about him until he beat up Stefan Bonner. And I was live at that fight and I was like, holy fuck. And he was just learning back he then. He didn't know. It. And the throws, I was like, yeah. and Stefan's is maybe bigger than me. He's fucking not not small. He's good. He's adept at everything. And he's hitting them with elbows like their jabs and knees and then throwing them like crazy. Anytime he'd get close to him, throw them. And I was like, holy fuck. And then, I don't know, a month or two months later, he came to Jackson's. And he's there, and I'm like, I was like, hey. And I knew he wrestled. Like, I knew a bunch of tough wrestlers from, from uh, New York. And I was like, uh, where'd you learn Muay Thai, though? Because, like. Tom Watson or who he'd just gotten back from uh, a Dutch kickboxing camp and dudes go to Thailand all the time and there's all that and and he goes oh, YouTube like, <laughs> <laughs> you fuck what the fuck like dudes are dying and you're just like he's like well I look at it and I go huh and then I believe and I'm like holy fuck yeah. like no proper training he just watches shit on a video and he's like I'm like, don't watch The Matrix. He's a special talent. He is a special talent. Well, I think one of the problems with John is that it's he absolutely has worked hard, but it has come way easier for him than it has for sure. other people. And I think part of that is because he grew up with two super athletes for brothers. Can't even when imagine. You're just getting your ass kicked all the time in your house by giant super yep. athletes. Yep. Both his brothers are NFL fucking all-stars. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's got... That's Two super athletes. Tripoli's joke about it is yeah. hilarious. Right? <laughs> it like, is funny. Whatever comes out of there, just Nike should sponsor. They should sponsor John's mom. They're all super athletes. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, he his level is just like right out of the box. Well, then box. they say he, they used to beat him up or what? He's like, mm -hmm. I'm not the toughest one in my family. He's like, my he's the least toughest. My, my brothers will beat my ass. The younger brother, his younger brother Crazy. beats his ass. Like his younger brother was talking about it, like in an interview. They asked him for TMZ. And he's like, I'll, I'll beat his ass right now. It's like, what the fuck, man? Remember, remember when he watched, uh, uh, when, when he choked Lyoto? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he doesn't even really know how to, like, I'm looking at that. Or when he choked Bader. I'm like, well, that's the, not. Well, the Lyoto choke was a great choke because I'm, he knows how to push. He's, first of all, he, he knows got those how to long cover, limbs. cover the head. He covers the head, but he also, he pushes yeah. the, the arm, you know, he pushes his palm I'm back like, that he's way. He's just learning. He can seize that up. He's learning in these moments. But he's so strong. He's and so then I strong. thought how scared. I was like, like Bader, he looked great against Rashad. Fucking, mm -hmm. he looked like a different athlete. But well, he's a different athlete over the last four fights. Bader is. Yeah, he's been amazing. But back then, when he just yeah. relied on wrestling, that John Jones fight. When do you see a sun-kissed kid wrestler pull half guard? 
Yeah. Like that, like it's, and he just was like, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to get in a bad position. Maybe I can hang on to this. And yeah. He was, was just overwhelmed. He I was think, over, too. And I mean, that's a kind of power that like he'd never felt. And that's a huge top of the food chain wrestler. Like well, that's just crazy. Shows you how special John is. Compare, like look at how good Glover Teixeira has looked against yep. everybody else. But John, well, yep. Phil Davis did beat his ass, but Phil Davis beat his ass when he was fighting out of Connecticut yep. and his shoulder was all fucked up from the John Jones fight. And there's a lot of things really wrong with his camp. Glover had, has the right mentality too, as far as like a stalking and, and getting really aggressive towards mm -hmm. Jones and taking the center because John just takes the center of the ring and makes everybody run in a circle around him. You know yeah, what I mean? but Glover was like, that was one of the fascinating things about that fight. Glover was like loading up on shots yeah. and John was just aware of everything. He's like, nope. You can't fight him like that. I think guys are that. looking like they want to put him away and it's mm -hmm. like, it's not, he sees too much yeah. to be able to do that. You have to really, how are you going to surprise him with one shot? You're not. It's incredible though. When you think about that, it's incredible that he has that sort of awareness with relatively small amount of time striking. Yep. I mean, when you consider his entire life, and the fact he's only 27, wins the title at 23, you know? Yeah, the growth is Did 22 or 23 that he won the title? 22. 22, I yeah. So. I mean, I, I hate what happened with him. I hate to see a guy run into that, that classic cliche of partying and just messing up his life and, and then the the hit and run it's like god damn i think it's that youth stuff you know and it's the thing that um like i would just ask everybody to be gracious looking at it in that way because it's shit that maybe not everybody does but a lot of young dudes you go through that shit and he went through it at a little later time maybe but away public time like he's you know i yeah. think that's the thing that the when you're so publicized like that people are going to see all your warts yep. and there's nobody that's walking without warts it's like that's mm -hmm. one of the problems with the way we view I think politics, I think everything. It's like, you know, before the internet, like all those politicians are pretending that they didn't fuck kids or have affairs or do blow <laughs> or fuck whatever. Fuck kids. Who can bust the fucking kids? They do. Come on. That's Jared. Um, but that, I know like, what you're saying. You know, that, yeah. that, that kind of thing. And it's like, when when you live with transparency, like we have a lot more transparency now. It's like everybody's seen. There's no cover ups of scandals, right. except 9 11. But beyond what? that, they. What about chemtrails? <laughs> Black helicopters. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I wonder if it's going to change politics in the future. If you're going to, people are going to be forced to just be human, and and, and that's the thing, and grow you and know? be a real person because that speech type style of delivery where they're not real, you know, that they do. Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States, sure. my fellow Americans, mm -hmm. today is a day that will live in infamy. There's like, a bunch of speech writers that exactly. have this template, and they want to put that template but on. It's this. also like the tone, the 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 way they they speak. It's all fake, and I always wonder, like, are we going to come to a point in time where a guy gets on stage or a woman gets on stage as the president and speaks like a human and says? Here's our situation. Right. This is where we're at. We have we have a real problem well, with Syria. You know, I'll, we I'll have well, you, You're gonna run for president with Kanye yeah. West. I think uh, well, I you don't and know Kanye Kanye you could fuck Kanye up in debates Well, for sure. You <laughs> would run trains on that dude in debates <laughs> he, A train he, a train he would try to talk over you has a connotation that like, I, would be with I other think guys. I gave you your time sir. That'd be awesome. I'm not Taylor Swift. That would be awesome. <laughs> You know, I think, I, I don't know, I feel like, uh, you know, we, we take a lot for granted from old ideas, you know, and like, mm -hmm. it's like, goes back to Pauly Shore going, nobody knows how to do it. 
There's no path. Well, you make, make your own path, right? That's the thing because Paulie came from stand-up, and there's absolutely no path in right. stand-up. Like no one, because at least like with acting, I you're really going like in for a role. Why don't you fucking do it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna it. go on to some open mics. Tate Fletcher, let's do it. But I think the same thing. Bravo like, wants to do it again. Oh really? Yeah, he's down. He wants cool. to do it again. Cool. You know, I had Eddie do it. Like he probably did. Like I remember, he remember said those he, days like eight yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. What did he say? Well, he was like, you know, the he's like, I had this joke that I thought was just awesome, and it just. It was about hookers, and it just didn't, didn't come out, you know. You know the one. And uh, anyway, but uh, you know, you look at all these all these old ideas that people have, and even like this this whole stigma of like, well, we have low attention span. We're looking at it wherever my phone is. We're looking at our phones all the time, mm -hmm. or we're this and that. But you know, you look at that and you go, okay, if I were a corporate media thing and I wanted to put out a fucking new entertainment thing, and it's going to be anywhere from an hour to three hours long, and it's just going to be guys talking. Any corporation would be like, that's never going to catch on. We need sound bites. We need MTV news. Like, we need fuck. And you look at podcasts and you look at what yeah. they are, and people are fucking more invested in that because it's real, because yeah. there's authentic voices to it. Well, you know, that was one of the number one things that people said to me when I first started out. Like, you can't do three hour podcasts. Right. And I, why, why not? And they said, well, because no one's going to listen to three hours. I go, well, they don't have to. Right. You could just shut it off. Like, I don't get it. That's why like, it goes Ari to, like, and me had, like, an argument is, about it. As long so as we're just having fun, who gives a fuck? Ari was, like, adamant about it. You have to edit your podcast. I'm just telling you right now. You have to edit your podcast. I go, why? He goes, because it's too long. I go, well, so what? What does that mean? Yeah. Go, why well, do I have to edit And it? also, more importantly, is that a road that you've walked? You have experience with yours being too long? Well, everybody was comparing nobody it has to a any, show. But nobody had show, any experience at all. But they thought about it like a Comedy Central right. show, like an hour-long show. Which then speaks to the thing about old stuff old ideas you mm -hmm. got to put away your old ideas if you want to be on the tip of the spear yeah. you well, know also don't you think i mean my point of view was like you and i <clears throat> long before we ever did podcasts we always had these conversations you know before a show or after a show or hanging yep. out we would talk for fucking hours yep. hours and hours and it seemed to me like a half hour into the conversation or 45 minutes shit just started getting cooking yeah you know and then you know an hour in later we're like yeah 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 and then blah 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 and then the, and then the stories come out i remember this one time and, yeah. and those are the fun conversations and if you me. get to know each other and then and then you make that into an audience and then fuck then they get to know you and then there's not all, like you know, there's not all this uh, these barriers between us all. We're all we all see all our similarities, yeah. and there's less dissension. There's less animosity. There's more understanding. There's more graciousness and generosity. And like, if we could get that way with everybody, if everybody like felt that way instead of this corporate dominion, like here's what CNN says that we need well, this to also, be. Also, you have direct feedback from other people about what you're doing, right. and that feedback has been super valuable to me, man. Even the negative stuff, the negative stuff, like you don't, nobody likes to hear criticisms about what they do. But if you consider it and find, well, is there any truth in that? You could find out a lot about your style the of hugest. interview viewing people or talking Huge. to people where you make mistakes and you're not no one's perfect you're not going to make mistake i mean you're not going to have a podcast that every word comes out perfect it's just not possible because you're you're Even free when you do your ads yeah I free how much do you stumble on all the time and it doesn't fucking matter well if but if, if somebody if were directing did, you yeah they, they would, would want say you to it do matters. it again do it again we're gonna do it again uh, you don't have i mean sometimes i have to do it again sure but the, the reality is that this, this medium is new, and no one had it before, and this medium is like they gave these kids the controls. Like, they gave these kids the ability to broadcast a radio show, and then they just did it their way. Right. And then they go, well, why don't I just, just start talking? 
Let's just see what happens if we don't have commercials that, in the that middle. That becomes of it. the thing is like as long as you're having fun yeah. as the person involved in it, <clears throat> who gives a fuck? Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter what the result is in a way. It's like it's kind of like it's like a fight or a comedy sketch or what when you go up and you try a joke, it's like there's not a and you're trying to figure it out and do it the best you can in real time. Right. In real time with no script and no back. And that's like being yeah. in competition. It's like in competition is where greatness happens. People figure shit out in a crazy way inside of that kind of pressure. Right. And so if you step on stage, you've got an increased amount. It's not like you're in your living room in front of your mirror trying to say a fucking joke. Right. It means something different, so you grow more in that competition. Mm -hmm. The seconds mean more. The fucking moments mean more. All of that stuff. And you don't get that if you're not willing to throw it out and expose yourself live. Mm. And that's like putting this live on the internet. Like That's a huge exposure. And either you're an authentic person that's got something or you don't. And it, and it becomes, like, I think it's super visible, and I think it's super important that we all get to that instead of all these masks that we wear all the yeah. time, you know? It's like, I don't, and to me, it doesn't matter. If you're, like, it's like, it's like, it's like, Ari's saying that, I'm sure he feels, I know he feels differently he now. He laughs about it but, now. But, like, if you're, so does that mean that you don't have a conversation that's more than 15 minutes with your friend? Like, well, no, it's no, not no, even a 15-minute minute thing. It's just like he thought it had to be like an hour because a show was an right. hour. But not a real hour, 42 minutes, because we got to have time for commercials. Yeah, there's that, too. <laughs> well, they also, most people do the commercials in the middle of shit, too. Yeah. You know, and I was like, man, I tried, you ever, you watch that show, uh, there's a new Fear the Walking Dead? It's the new Walking no, Dead? No, I've seen an ad for dope. it. Dope. Really? It's dope. It's so good. I thought the Walking Dead was going to be shit, and oh. I watched it, and I was like, and then I watched like six or ten episodes, and I was like, this is stupid. It's the same episode over again, and then I watched another 20 episodes. I just couldn't stop watching it no matter well, what. Well, you know what? Fear the Walking Dead is interesting because it's less special effects. Right. You got less zombies, and it's better. And the fucking, the way it's shot, it's shot so well. Whoever the director is, and whoever the cinematographer is, or the camera right. director, they're, right, they're right. bad motherfuckers. Because they, 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 it's done so well. It's done it's like cool. a really good movie. That's cool. And there's, no, there's very few cut the shit moments in it. It's really good, man. Dude, this this new show that's coming out is uh, Westworld, this mm. HBO show with Anthony Hopkins. Is that like like the old movie with Yul Brenner? Yeah, same shit. Ed Harris and Anthony see, Hopkins. That, see, that's it. HBO. What I was going to say is I watched that show the other day for the first time. Um, I usually watch it on uh, I t uh, Apple TV, whatever right. it is, Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, the other night I watched it on TV TV, and I sat through the fucking commercials. I like, can't do that God. shit. I can't do commercials. It's ruthless. I mean, and that's the thing is TV is going away. It's all going to go this digitized. But why can't they have, like, whoever the fuck is paying for all those commercials, right? Why don't they have, make a big deal out of it. Say, uh, fucking... Ram Trucks. Ram Trucks is going to sponsor the whole fucking episode, okay? Yes. We're going to have one commercial in the beginning. Ram Trucks is proud to present Fear of the Walking Dead. Just do it as a goddamn, just a test. And make them dope. Make, make a it, dope Make everyone commercial. the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. How about make one, yeah, make one where a guy in a fucking Ram Truck is running over zombies. Yeah. Crushing their heads and fucking headed off into the distance and See, this is the thing. Getting those, head while it's, he's driving. It's, it's old ideas. We need to start a production company. That's what I'm saying. What else do we need to do? We need to do something else. Oh, we need to make we need a ranch. Kid, little 15-minute kids commercials. <laughs> I guess we're going to need that, too, yeah. Uh, kids, kids short films. Yeah. We need a ranch in New Mexico. New Mexico, that's a spot. It's a good spot. But Colorado is good, too. I mean, Colorado's that's, pretty beautiful. It's and nice and game What's, rich and not all fucked up with uh, pollution yet. And weeds free and legal there. And weeds free and legal, if that's your thing, you know. That's my thing. I like free and legal fan. no matter what. I don't have any use yeah. for weed, and I love it free and legal. Yeah, I would like it if everything 
was free and legal. Yep. We need less laws. We do. We need less laws, less people enforcing those laws, and uh, more common sense. More common sense, more freedom, more allowing people to do whatever the fuck they want, as long as it doesn't hurt people. And then put restrictions on shit that does hurt people that's in place right. That's not in place right now. Right. Like financial shit. Like how right. about the fact that none of those guys that caused the financial crash of 2008 are in jail? That's so crazy. How about that? How well, about that? That's like, like the, the whole thing about being accountable. Yeah. Like I don't hang out. With, like, if you weren't accountable for your actions or responsible, I wouldn't fucking hang out with you. It's a, it's like yeah. it's the kind of thing, and it's like, why would I accept less from my politicians or from anybody that is like not going to be accountable? It's like everybody's got to be held accountable, and that's the way good shit works. If I start well, a that's business, the way you improve. If I start fucking Nuevo Cerveza, and it's a shit product, or we don't do due diligence in marketing or what, whatever the fucking thing is, and it fails. Nobody's fucking bailing me out, and I could put all my money into that and go broke. Mm. Like, that could be the thing. But GM, they have a failing business model, and we're going to go ahead and write them a check for a trillion. Like, what, what the fuck is that? Oh, you mean like the bailouts? Yeah. All that shit. They it's like, that doesn't up. make any sense. All that too big to fa fail shit. Shit shouldn't be too big to fail. Well, they did pay back all those loans, though, and they are profitable now, and they have improved and made incredible vehicles now. So I see your point in some you ways. You let shit die. Yeah, but God damn it. Then they'd have no 2016 Corvette, and that thing's pretty sick. Who needs a Corvette? How if you drive a Corvette, you are How a douche fucking I have a, I have nozzle. A you don't have a Corvette, right? Stop it. That's not a real Corvette. Corvette. That's a, that's an old school Corvette. It's not like one of these <laughs> that's brand new off the lot. Do oh, here's know... my 1987 Corvette. Like, Hold stop on a all that. 87? 1987. You know what I mean? Old, that's the dark years. Hey, they're all dark years no. after fucking 19, what, 72? Um, yeah, but until about Serious. 2013, 2014. Well, the newer ones are pretty dope, dude. You can't ever. Your boy you, with the Lamborghini. You can't, I take a Corvette over no a Lamborghini. No way. Yes, sir. You know why I wouldn't? Why? Resale, and then I would buy a truck. Uh, how about. And a house. How about America? Amer <laughs> keep America strong. Keep America strong. You know strong. what the best thing about Keep America Strong what? is? What did they pull the, uh, the, uh, the, the NASA um, space shuttle with? What did they put? A Toyota Tundra? Oh, no, they didn't. Did they? <laughs> yeah. That's awful. 100% awesome. It's a good, good so truck, good. though. I'm like, how did that get through? Toyotas are good trucks. Fucking you you have a Toyota. Yeah, that's yeah. my, it's oh, my yeah. favorite. That Tacoma. They don't break. It. They don't, don't break. Don't ever break. Yeah. They're coming out with a diesel, too, I heard. Well, that's why everybody fell in love with those Land Cruisers. You right. know, that's what they used to say in Africa. If you want to get into the bush, you bring a Range Rover. You want to get out, you bring a Land Cruiser. That's I, And that's why I love that dude, John, because he's like... All about making it last forever instead <laughs> yeah. of all these, like, mm -hmm. I, I would, I'd love to have a Mercedes or a BMW or something, like, now that I'm able to, it'd be great, except mm -hmm. that it, I'm not, I just can't fucking buy something that's going to crap out in 60,000 miles. They all have an expiration date where there's, like, now there's real problems forever with the rest, you know, and I don't, I don't, it doesn't need to be that way. I don't want to support that kind of culture. That's rape culture to me. How dare you? Yeah. That's why I like those Lexus trucks. Those, that's, I got that Lexus. Yeah. That LX I like Infinities. Dude, those, those are, dope. are dope and they last forever they too. They are not as good. They look good. I've had that They're and I've had the looking. Lexus. The Lexus is a better truck. I had not a Lexus looking. and then I got a Infinity and then I got, you, have you seen my new, my new one? I haven't one? seen it. It's dope. Spaceship. outside yeah i'll show you oh they they make awesome trucks man they make awesome trucks they also the lexus trucks their actual real four-wheel drive truck is based off the land cruiser platform so they raise up they have uh locking differentials Rad. like if the shit hits the fan yep. you could actually go off-roading with a yep. land cruiser you could go off-roading with a lexus lx 570 it's the same car 
It's the same as a Land Cruiser. Right. But there's a lot of electronic shit that the old ones didn't have. The old ones, right. that what people liked about them is you could just drive those motherfuckers through the desert, take them over a mountain. Yep. They just, they're so durable. Yep. You know? And Jonathan Ward, what he does to them makes them way more durable. He puts Dude. polyurea coating over the entire floor of the car. Like, that shit is never rusting through, ever. He puts these side, um, these uh, uh, rock sliders on the side of them that also act as side impact beams. Awesome. Somebody hits you from the side. He puts solid steel bumpers on them, American-made bumpers, these giant fucking bumpers with a, a winch, a worn winch to fucking pull you out, 8,000-pound winch to pull you out of fucking trouble. Yeah. He's got a Jerry, uh, these Jerry cans in the back that carry water oh, okay yeah, he's got yeah. a, like these uh he puts these um roof racks this on is what we need for with the a ranch. ramp on the front that uh, like the, so that they don't rattle at speed when you're on the highway it's freedom, so genius freedom what he's ranch doing. the freedom ranch let's call it the freedom ranch. yes somebody probably already took that in texas and you know what we do <laughs> we call in tim kennedy to be our engineer for how to how to do the security perimeter and and what all we need in there is yeah. exactly to survive he'd get bored well, he wouldn't stay for sure. He'd be like, I'll come visit you guys now and again. I need adventure. <laughs> he would have to fucking go off and do something else. He's like, let's go shoot pigs with a helicopter. That's the big thing. I'm like, let's Is that what he fucking does? do that. He's crazy. That's my next trip to Austin. To go do that? Is that, yeah. Yeah. Austin. Well, that's the thing about Texas. If we want to have a ranch in Texas, they already exist, yeah. and they have game ranches. And you can shoot all the pigs you want. Well, not just pigs. You can shoot. They bring in all these African animals, and so there's no regulations on them. I saw a deer that was an African. That was like, uh, it was one of these high fence ranches, mm -hmm. and they, they had a lot of that exotic like axis, game in there. Yeah, axis, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you want to jump over an airplane? Jump out of an airplane? Yeah. You know the dude from uh, that MTV show just died doing that. I don't know who he is, but my friend Andy Stump, <laughs> he uh, he does he does he does wingsuit shit. Oh fuck him! And so he was a SEAL Team Six fuck guy. Fuck him and fuck that, right? <laughs> and he's fucking he's wild. You gotta Would have you him on that? your show. Would you wingsuit it? I wouldn't wingsuit. Like you gotta know some shit. I have never jumped out of an aircraft, but he used to teach. He taught my cousin who he went through buds with Andy. Andy Where does was he live? Andy was an instructor. He lives in San Diego. Bring him up. And uh, bring him up. I you will. and him together. I will. And uh, does he drink? Oh, uh, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I know he drinks. Yeah. Well, he, well, maybe he will enjoy some Nuevo Cerveza live but he, from New Mexico. He, he does this shit to uh, to um, do the. Uh, 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 the Navy SEAL Foundation, and so all the monies go to that. He's trying to break four, yeah, but I just give them four money. records in a single jump. Yeah, they would love that. I'll just give them money. Yeah, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to jump in any helicopters. Oh, I do. I'm going to jump out of a plane with them. You know what's really thrilling? Bow hunting. Good enough. That's good too. But you know what? You know what, dude? So another friend of mine, he's this Army Ranger, and he's fucking. He's retired. He's gone from that. He's and he's you know re, it's weird. Retired and he's 26 or something. But he started he started fucking around with a bow when he got done. And he's a real out, like he doesn't talk to anybody. He's a real soloist kind of. Likes to go sit in the woods by himself and and he started messing around with bows. And I go, oh, you shoot a compound bow or what are you shooting? He goes, no, he makes his own, of course. And, oh, and, one of those so, guys. so he went to recurve, right, first, and then he started making his own. And I go, why is that? He goes, well, because it's like the other one's like shooting a rifle. He's like, it's just, there's nothing. He says this, and like, so he's like, all wants to be on horseback and shoot it. Like, <laughs> he's a fucking trip. And deadly Mongol as fuck. Style. Those guys are a trip. That's some different level shit. When you talk to those guys that are special operators like that, like I'm listening to Andy, and Andy's talking, he's like, He's talking about like oh there's a, a SWAT team guy with us and he and he's like talking about his MP5 and he's like why do you have that and he's like 
And that's a fucking useless weapon. Like, I hit a guy eight times in the chest with that across the room, and he walked into the other room. I mean, he laid down there, but it's like, he fucking, like, what the, that's a fucking, he's like, well, I just use it for, for uh, sport, for target practice. He's like, oh, well, that's okay then. He's like, you really want to get it? He's like, just right, just under the eyes and above the teeth, you want to get in that area. And I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> when anybody says above the teeth, oh, you're talking about shooting a person. Oh. Above the teeth. Oh, God. He's amazing. And you're like, this is one of the kindest, friendliest guys. And then you hear, and you're like, holy fuck. Some of the nicest people I know were Dude, special operators. Some of the really nicest dope. people I know. I talked to him, too. I'm like, how come there's, uh, he gave me a real insight into that about how come there's not, um, more like would withdrawal from war from guys that are special operators than regular guys it's like everybody that has ptsd like there's a ton of it um and he goes yeah there's not a lot in our community and i go why why is that he goes well because if you're a regular guy on the ground infantry guy you're you you can't engage you have to be reactive you have to be fired upon or whatever there's rules of engagement and he goes for us we're predators and we're going out to engage. And so it's a different mindset. You're you're in a place of either being defensive or offensive. And and if you're defensive, you're prey in a way. Mm. And you get to be reactive to that. But he's like, we're out hunting. And he's like, also, by the time you get to that level, you're very dialed in about who you are and what you're doing. Which that I makes thought was sense. super interesting. It does make sense. He's like, it's very, like, because he, he talked to Tim, too. And Tim's like, like, that shit's not present to him at all. He's like, yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, well, we, when he was on the podcast, we were talking about it. He's like, you know, we're talking about people that are throwing acid on girls that were going to school. He's like, yeah, I kill those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And and yep. when you say it like that, I'm right there with you. Yep. If I was there, I yep. get it. I get it 100%. And that's the, that's the type of guys you want. Fuck yes. But there's not a lot of those guys out there. I mean, no. there's a reason why it's so fucking no. hard to become a Navy SEAL. Yeah. There's a reason why it's so hard to be a Ranger. It's, it's, that is not easy. No, that's it's, the kind of shit like Marcus Luttrell talks about. Mm -hmm. He goes, you've got to be, you know, if you get through, but you've got to be willing to die, you know? Um, yeah. You know, my, my, uh, my cousin, he, he just got, he got, in a, he was in SEAL Team 2 and he got in a gunfight and then he got shot up and he's recovered now and I think he just screened for SEAL Team 6 and, and it's like a year after his injury, but um, two of his friends died and uh in a pool and they're and they're in training yeah and there's i mean it's completely controlled environment and i was like what the fuck is that well you know what a lot like, of that is it, huh? my friend eric crisp said when he was going through it they they make you drown and right so that right you and resuscitate to, you that's yeah. part of the training yeah. that's like the beginning of buds for everybody mm -hmm. but these guys are already active duty combat seals and i started what the and then like a, a few weeks ago it dawned on me and I think about like, you know, everybody's got safety and comfort. Like here's where we live. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like Greg Jackson, always say you need to be comfortable where other men are uncomfortable. Like you need to raise your breaking point to where it's unreachable for them and, and you can smash theirs. Right. And, and like, so there's, so, so there's safety and comfort and then there's death over here. And so if you're pushing it in like a combat arena, like for me, you, it's a certain thing. But then you get more and more, it becomes opaque where death and your discomfort is. And those guys are so used to being uncomfortable and in the worst situations possible that they probably can't see it. So they're underwater in a pool and they're doing whatever they're doing. And they drown. And it's just too late. And they don't, you know, you know I think it's something like that probably where they're so fucking tough, those guys, that 
all, they, they erase all their uh, their warning flags, whatever our body puts up as like warning, like you need to stop this now or you're in danger. I think that it just goes away for those guys. They, that shit doesn't exist for them anymore. There's levels with people, man. Levels. There's levels, there's levels of, of competency, there's levels of excellence, and there's levels of toughness. Yep. And then there's, there's people that put themselves into situations. You go, you know what, man? This is like to, to the average person, you would go. This is just not a smart place to be. But to them, it's it's home. Like yeah. that's that's where yeah. they're at. There, that's where they live. Yeah, you're like, this is very uncomfortable for me. I don't like this. And they're just feet are kicked up on the couch. They're like, this is great. My friend Cameron Haynes sent me a text last night. Dude, Cameron I follow Haynes, that guy. He's, He's got awesome. A fucking what a life he a leads. Stud, love that oh. guy. He's in Colorado right now, bow hunting. He bow hunts constantly. What I love so about he was, that. Hold on a second. Yeah. He was bow hunting uh, two weeks ago with his friend Roy. Who he, who got him into hunting? Um, this guy from uh, Oregon, who's his best friend, got him into hunting. This guy's a, a guide up in Alaska, and they uh, got a moose. Really difficult hunt. They're in the middle of the fucking snowstorm, and it was six inches of snow. They're trudging through. They had to you know find these moose, and they finally got one. And it was like this big triumphant moment for him. He sent me a text yesterday that Roy died yesterday, uh, fell off of a cliff while sheep hunting, seven hundred foot drop, and died. And this is a guy that he was just with. And this is one of his best friends, if not his best friend. And uh, he he died uh, the day before yesterday. Fell 700 feet. And this is that, that's what we're talking about. That's like, this is, they're yep. always that close to that. I mean, especially when you're sheep hunting, these rocky, steep, steep, steep. Ice. Yeah. It's, and loose these, gravel. Loose gravel. And, and Cameron was supposed to be sheep hunting with him on that trip, but they had to call it off because the snow was too dangerous. It was so much snow that it snowed for 10 days straight. They couldn't get to these mountain areas. And if there's snow also, and you're trying to climb up these mountains, you don't know what the fuck you're stepping on. You're stepping on some loose rock underneath yeah. that or snow. Or a crevasse mm -hmm. that is like just snow that's capped, that's mm -hmm. and then you go right through. It. Right through, and then you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he fell 700 feet to his death. Crazy. Yeah, that's... How, how, did, how did Cameron turn the corner to where he was able to monetize his life to live to it's do only he recently does. he's been it's doing so it forever fucking cool he's been doing it forever he just hustles man that guy, I know a ton he of guys a that are like that they, oh really he's a full-time job he works for the department of water and power in oregon wow okay works all day nine hours and then he gets home he fucking runs he lifts savage he man he's it he's just tough as shit man guy does ultra marathons energetic as anything well he's just tough mental toughness yeah that's like the main strength that guy has Incredible mental toughness. He's like a Diaz brother. In a lot of ways with the endurance you know, aspect of it, yeah. That kind of thing, just gritty determination. Mm -hmm. Just hard work, man. It's guy cool. just works hard. It's cool, too, because he's not in a, it's, you know, like if you're a fighter or you're a football player or you're in the Army, or that gets directed in a way for mm -hmm. you. But, like, that's a real soloist thing that he mm -hmm. does. And there's a lot of guys that hunt, but there's not a lot of guys that are like that guy who's like, I'm going to go ahead and strap fucking a bunch of plates on my back and run up the mountain this morning. Or yeah. like, There's not a lot of guys that train to hunt. Like, he trains to be an yeah. apex predator. Well, when you hunt with him, you realize, like, he and I were hunting in Colorado a couple weeks ago, and we went up this hill. And this fucking dude runs hills so often. I'm in pretty good shape. I'm following behind him. I'm fucking huffing. Yeah. I mean, we're we're. I mean, I'm trying to keep up with him, but I'm breathing heavy. I got to the top with him. I'm like, 
He's not even breathing. Right. I mean, he's not even fucking breathing. I mean, he's he's fine. Yeah. He's like he could have a conversation with you. Right. Whereas I'm like, man, that's fucking steep, steep hill. Like I'm like, this is the difference between a guy who runs hills yeah. and a guy who doesn't. It's you know, different. he he prepares for that specific environment. So cool. Constantly running hills, constantly lifting weights, all that. And, you know, people criticize them. You don't need to do that stuff. You don't need to do that stuff because they don't want to do it and they don't like that someone is doing it. Right. But that fucking guy kills several bull elk every year, kills moose. Every time he goes out, he's killing something and that's all he eats. He eats high protein, Dude. organic meat constantly and he's inspirational. That's he what is. I love about him, man. That guy, I, I've run into so many people that are inspired by that guy and he forces them by just watching him. It forces them to get off their ass and go do stuff and go go lift weights, go work out. I mean, a guy like that, you're going, if I do 15% of what he does, yeah. I'm winning. And he works all day. You know? That's guy works 40 hours a week. It, I, I thought for sure that was his full-time shit. Yeah, he makes way more from bow hunting than he does from his work. Crazy. But, but he keeps the job. He doesn't want to anymore. Get a pension or something at the yeah, end of it. All that shit. He's got kids and yeah. insurance and all that shit. You that know? is a ton. Kids too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wife, kids, whole deal. <sighs> yeah. Good. On Speaking him. of which, I gotta get the fuck out of here, Tate yeah, Fletcher. Dude. We Good gotta do these you. more often, dude. Yeah, I know. Why don't we do this? I don't know. This was fun. Yeah, I love it, man. Tate Great motherfucking Fletcher on Instagram. That's T A I T. I don't know who the fuck T A T is. Yeah, not me. Tell dog. him to kick rocks. Yeah. Um, Nuevo Cerveza, Caveman Coffee Co. Com. This shit right here, Caveman Nitro. This is the shit. We got this our new packaging for our concentrate. Mmm, mm, delicious. You know, all mm. that goodness. But this stuff right here, this is my all-time favorite. I go you know through what we this. do now? You know who else fucking goes through it? That little cunt. <laughs> I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring him some. We got we got pallets on pallets inside LA right now. Oh, Jamie just got all salivating. <laughs> cool, all right, man. ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Much love. See you soon. Bye bye. Big kiss.